Hello and welcome to Raw Chatter, the stuff that matters. I am your host, Vicky Midwood, and I am bringing you this podcast bi-weekly. We will be talking to guests and I will be talking on my own alternately all about subjects that we want to bring to the forefront of conversations. This is non-censored stuff on subjects that perhaps we don't talk about enough and I truly believe that nothing should be taboo and the more we can talk about things, the more we can bring things into the open, the more we can be totally honest about how we feel and what we think without worrying about judgment from other people, the better. So thank you for joining me and I hope you enjoy this episode. Hi folks and welcome to You're Not That Important. Now this is all about body image and self-worth. One of the things that I really, really struggled with when I was going through my issues with disordered eating, with my alcohol dependence, with my desire to change how I looked on the outside, not realizing that Really what I needed to work on was how I thought and felt about myself on the inside. The thing that was the most important thing in my life, in my world, and it's the same for all of the clients who have body image issues and disordered eating issues, exercise addiction, is this concern, worry, obsession, whatever word you choose to use, about what other people will think. And there's a very well-known saying that is kind of said flippantly, but it's something that we really need to take on board. What other people think of you is none of your business. And yet, for so many people worldwide, not just in this country, but worldwide, what other people think of us can make a massive difference as to how we think and feel about ourselves. And this covers things like disabilities, it covers size, it covers skin tone, it covers accents, it covers how we actually speak, whether we've got you know a lisp or a stutter. And we all know that as human beings, we do judge right? We all do it. And for anybody who's going, no, 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 I don't, you you do. (laughs) The long and the short of it is we do and we're meant to because judgment is part of our survival mechanism. Think about it. When we were first on this planet and your brain, the the oldest part of your brain, your reptile brain, if you like, is, is the part that is only concerned with your survival. Now, if we didn't make judgments really, really quickly about what was going on in our environment, then we wouldn't have survived very, very long. So for anybody who says that they don't judge, you do. You just might not be aware of it. But it's an automatic, almost unconscious thing. But we absolutely do, right? Because our survival depends on it. But in today's world, we tend to judge in terms of so many other socioeconomic factors. So what kind of a car somebody has, what kind of clothes that they're wearing. And 
it doesn't help that we are surrounded by images of the snapshot of the best bits of people's lives and worlds on social media. And although we know on a very intelligent, conscious level that, that this is not what their lives are like all of the time, we kind of get this warped idea that we should be living up to perhaps somebody else's standards or our own unrealistic expectations or maybe they're not that unrealistic because if you're like me and you came from a background where first was what you aimed for and second was discounted because in the words of my dad nobody ever remembers who comes second then there's pressure on to be better than all of the time and what I didn't realize when I had my issues was that I actually felt less than a lot of the time, but I pretended, I put on a persona of being better than. And, and I think this is one of the things that I now kind of struggle with when we know that if we want to be a better version of ourselves, then we need to become that person and sometimes that means acting as if but we have to make sure that we are actually being a better person not just somebody who is trying to feel better than other people and I think this is where a lot of people struggle with stepping into becoming the person who they really really truly are because that person has all of the values and all of the beliefs that you hold true and dear. And that means embracing things like being humble, living with gratitude, being really thankful for what we have. And one of the most selfish things and self-harming things that we can do, and, and selfish is being used negatively here because being selfish in this way when you only care what other people think about you means that you are front and center of your world and you truly believe that other people are judging you and thinking about you even when you're not around and the reality is you're not that important <sighs> i know that's like a punch to the stomach isn't it um and if you're kind of listening to this going, well, I am important. Yes, you are to yourself, to your family, in your own world. But you're not more important than the other people because they think that they are equally as important. And we all are important as individuals. We absolutely are. But everybody in your family and everybody in your circle of friends and every stranger that you meet on the street every acquaintance that you get to meet in person at a networking meeting or your friends if you're at university or even in school right they are not spending hours or even minutes to be honest judging you why because they're too busy thinking about themselves their own issues their own lives. And so if you believe that you have to look a certain way 
for other people. You're always going to be feeling not good enough. And this is the main reason that people go to therapy, the main reason that people get depression, anxiety, because there's this sense of not enoughness. And I don't even know if that's a word, but I love it. Not enoughness is, is such a powerful thing. And when we can take on board this idea that everybody is not judging us all of the time, our biggest critic is our internal judge because we believe that we should in some way be more than we are, better than we are, look different, sound different, have a, a different skin color, have different hair. And think about it, businesses are built on that, right? The slimming industry is as massive as it is because we absolutely want to change our shape and change our size. Now, is should we be thinking about that in terms of health? My goodness, absolutely, yes. Um, you know, I can't get away from the fact that we know that somebody with excess belly fat is setting themselves up for health problems. Um, and COVID was a prime example of that. Those people who had a lot of belly fat, whether that was underneath the skin that was very, very clear and a kind of a jiggly belly, or whether it was internal, if they were what I call a skinny fat person, who has got a lot of internal or visceral body fat, they fade, fared far worse with COVID than, than people who didn't. Um, and that's not me being sizist or sexist or fattest or whatever ist word you want to use, um, because it's just a fact. It's just a science fact. Um, we just know that belly fat, whether it's visible under the skin or whether it's not visible internally, has a plethora of, of issues for your health. And that includes your immune system, it includes your brain function, it includes your liver function, it includes your hormones, it includes your blood glucose management, it includes your thyroid function, everything. Um, and that's just a fact. So should we aim to be a healthy weight for a height? Yes, ideally we should. But it's when we aspire to look like something that is actually impossible for our body type that we have problems. And if we truly believe that people are judging us on whether we've got a thigh gap or not, on whether we have got hip dips or not, then we need to look at what are we thinking and feeling about ourselves. Now, a lot of people who I work with, particularly who have issues with body image and, and the, you know, body dysmorphia disorder is a, a real thing and there are people who do not see when they look at themselves in the mirror what you and I see there is a distortion there whether it's to do with skin issues whether it's to do with the shape of the nose or or features it could be any body part that that they can become fixated on as not being in inverted commas perfect and this is where we have to understand that as human beings, we are not perfect. We're not designed to be perfect because there is no such thing as perfect. What I think 
may be perfect in terms of how somebody looks aesthetically, whether it's pleasing to me, right? That's very personal and my perfect is definitely not your perfect. My perfect may be way below your perfect or it may be way above your perfect or it might be very similar, but it still will not be the same because it does not actually exist. Perfection is not a thing and therefore if it doesn't actually exist, we can never achieve it. Okay, it's just not possible to achieve something that doesn't exist. And yet, that is one of the things that people who believe they're not good enough continually strive for. And once we can take on board this idea that in somebody else's world, we're not that important, they're not judging us in the way that we judge ourselves hopefully we can let go of the harsh criticism of ourselves because when we pick on our looks when we pick on our accent or our features or the materialistic things that we own as being something that we kind of get obsessed about then we need to question just what are we doing and what are we thinking in terms of our values and in terms of our beliefs. Now, a lot of people have picked this stuff up from families. Um, and I know for a fact, you know, I've been around it on a very personal level um, of, of families who are openly critical of somebody's table manners, openly critical of the way somebody sits, openly critical of somebody's size, how much they eat or how little they eat. Um, you know, and that, if you're brought up in that environment, is it any wonder that you do feel like you're being constantly judged? So I don't want anybody listening to this thinking that is there something wrong with you for, for feeling the way that you do and thinking the way that you do. Absolutely not. I absolutely know, and I keep saying absolutely, and I'm really sorry about that. I know for sure that there are many families who are super critical if the rest of the family are naturally skinny and then there's one person who is not they they do get picked on right it happens at school if if everybody in your class is is naturally slim running around and you are not in other words you're different then you will get picked on and so of course the message is going to be you shouldn't look different you should conform you should fit in and this is where we have to stop and say, hey, let me celebrate the fact that I am different. Let me take a good look at myself compassionately and say, what is going on? So if I am the only overweight one in my family, is that actually a medical reason for that? Right? Or am I unwittingly, unconsciously, unknowingly eating a lot more and being less active than the rest of my family members. And if that's not what you're doing, then you need to get checked out and see if there is something that's going on with you from a health point of view. And if you're going, well, yeah, but the doctors are useless, I absolutely get it. Here's the thing that you perhaps don't understand, and I'm going off on a side here, but I often do this. Your, your doctor has their hands tied to some extent. You know, if you've been recently 
right? Even if you can go, which is a, a thing at the moment, yeah, I can't actually go see my GP. We get a phone conversation um, and that's it. So I haven't actually seen a GP uh, since 2019, I don't think. And I think that's probably the case for many people, but they only get 10 minutes if you do get to see them. And that is not long. Okay, you've been listening to this now for 15 minutes and maybe it does feel long, I don't know, but it's not long if you've got a specific issue that you want to talk about. And especially if your issue is physically related, but it also is mentally making you feel awful about yourself. It's hard to convey that in that short period of time. And your doctor doesn't tend to ask necessarily the right questions about, you know, what's your stress level like? How are you sleeping? What are the foods that you're choosing on a daily basis? What are you drinking? Who are you surrounding yourself with? So what kind of people are you surrounding yourself with? They don't tend to ask you those questions because they haven't got long. You want to get to the nitty gritty of what is your problem. Let you talk so that they've got a fuller picture. And before you know it, your kind of time's up. So it's not your GP's fault. And even if they suspect that you need testing, the other thing that you may not realize is that their hands are tied on what tests they are allowed to offer you. And this is so frustrating for you as the patient. And it's so frustrating for me as an integrative health professional who knows the importance of the right tests. Um, and they just don't do them. So for things like thyroid, they do not offer you a full thyroid panel. They don't offer you a full iron panel. But that's what you need if we want to get a full picture of what's happening with your thyroid. And it's one of those things that we have to understand. If we want to get proper answers and full tests done, you're going to have to pay for them. You're going to have to go private. But obviously, you need to be working with somebody who can then interpret them and tell you exactly what going on and what you need to do as i said i've gone off on the side the point being if you're living in that family environment where you are made to feel different somehow wrong somehow less than it's no wonder that you believe that everybody else is going to be judging you in the same way and so the point i want to you ideally to take away from this podcast is you are not that important in other people's eyes outside of your family. People are not going to be judging you as harshly and as critically as you judge you. Now, if you judge other people very harshly and very critically, if you are judging people by their looks, by their status in terms of job, career, by their materialistic possessions, their house, their car, the clothes, then it makes sense that you expect others to treat you the same way because it's like holding a mirror up to your own face. How we judge others is how we think others judge us. So newsflash, not everybody thinks like you do. Now let that sink in for a moment because that was something that I really struggled to take on board and a number of my clients do too because we've got this idea, we're all human beings, we're all kind of on the same planet, exposed to similar stuff, so surely we all think the same way. Absolutely not, we do not think the same way at all and we're deluding ourselves if we think that other people think the same way as us. 
There may be people who are in your background and in your home who think similarly to you. Why? Because they've been brought up in that same environment and heard the same things and been exposed to the same conversations and the same types of language. So that makes sense. But when you say to somebody, I know what you're thinking. Actually, you don't. Unless you're in their head, you do not really truly know what they are thinking. And chances are what you think that they are thinking is not what they are thinking. So if you think that somebody is spending all of their time thinking about you and whether you look pleasing to them or to other people, I can tell you now, you're wrong. They just aren't doing that because they're too busy thinking about their lives, how they look and how they feel. And so I invite you now to have a little look at what you think other people are thinking of you. And how do you know that that is true? Unless you actually ask the person and say, hey, what are you thinking? You don't really know. Now that in itself can be a little bit of an issue, can't it? Because people don't tell the truth, why? Well, I don't wanna hurt her feelings. So I'm gonna tell her what she wants to hear. Is that helpful? Really? Keeping somebody in a state of delusion? I would say not. Do you have to be rude and blunt when you say the truth? If somebody asks you, if somebody genuinely asks you that question, what are you thinking? Do you have to be blunt and rude? No, you don't. You can be honest and you can be truthful in a kind way. And so I want to leave that with you. Tell the truth in a kind way. And if you're concerned that the other person may feel hurt, then express that too. And remind them that ultimately, that is just your opinion. And opinions are not facts. They are just opinions. Thanks for listening.